0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. It's Friday, May 26, 2023, and this is day 1892 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started started father we honor you and glorify you and praise you there is none like you there is no one like you father thank you so much for just guiding us along this path our journey that you mapped out for us and help us lord to to yield and to your will that we surrender all to you and allow you to have your way in our lives I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Okay, so this is a T-Zone Update Friday. (laughs) We're going to do a quick update to let you all know many of you, if not all of you, support us in one way or another, and we are so grateful. So I just want to let you know what's coming down the pipeline. Uh, We will be going to the Royals game. Uh, We were The Kauffman Foundation blessed us with 25 tickets to go again, so we'll be going on Sunday, and uh, we will also be doing our Sunday tour at our church at Destiny Life Center. If you're interested in learning more about what T-Zone does, this would be a wonderful time to come out Sunday uh, at uh, 10 a.m. until about noon, and T-Zone takes over the whole Sunday service, uh, doing all of the different um, activities that we do on NT Zone during the the week. So, this would be a good time to come out. Families, you know, participate. And, and then this Sunday, we're surprising the whole congregation. It won't be a surprise for you, but we're going to have grilled hot dogs uh, and uh, chips and things like that. So the kiddos will be helping to serve all that. But you, all the kids will help to take over the service. They'll be table captains. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So this week will be, this Sunday will be, really honing in on collaboration skills, team building skills, and listening, you know, and how do we work together to resolve problems. So that will be our main point. And then the other big thing coming up is June 5th, we'll be starting our first summer session for our five weeks, Monday through Friday from 12 to four and so we are still taking youth in we can handle up to 40 kiddos and uh, we're getting there quickly (laughs) the countdown is on so we look forward to uh, you know any more kiddos that are interested in signing up and we thank you for your support we pay each student a hundred dollar stipend and uh, we have our Our contractors who do an excellent job teaching dance, art, and then we have leadership skills. So, you know, this is where your donations will be going directly to this. And uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. And then after that, starting July 17th, I believe it is, we will have our first DIY project for all girls for five days teaching them how to do small household repairs. So that's what's happening. That's what's coming down the pipeline really quick <laughs> starting Sunday. And our church, again, is located across the street from the Chiefs Stadium, 4207 Blue Ridge Cutoff. And Pastor Cynthia Kivitt is the a wonderful pastor there. So yeah, we look forward to you joining us if you'd like. Okay, so let's get to the message for today. the The title is "Character Assassination," uh, and many of you, uh, or us, are going through that. If you haven't, you will as you live long enough as a believer in Christ. The enemy's goal is to accuse the brethren, uh, which would be of lies and to, uh. To assassinate the character, uh, your character. So we're coming out of Acts chapter 19, verse 23, verses 23 through 41. Acts 19, 23 through 41. And it says, it says about that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. And that's a ca- capital W-A-Y, which stood for those who followed Jesus, was the group name. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, and Artemis was the goddess that they served, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together along with the workers in related trades and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in, um, practi- and in practically the whole province of Asia. <laughs> see, you may not realize how big of an impact you're having on the world, but the enemy is noticing and he is mad And we can see it here. He's angry and Satan's using this man uh, to stir up a mess. So he says that gods uh, made by human hands are no gods at all. This is what Paul is telling people. And which is true. (laughs) There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. So he threw that in there, (laughs) knowing that would get him riled up. And the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, "Greatest Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in an uproar. You see how that grew (laughs) from the group of tradesmen to the whole city, the people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging, uh, begging him to venture, begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people. But when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Two hours. Shouting (laughs) to their God and, you know, trying to harm these innocent people. The city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down. And do not do anything rash. <laughs> you have brought these men here, though they have never robbed temples nor blas- blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody. The courts are open and there are pro They can press charges. He's saying he knows who, who stirred up the mess. And he's saying there is a way a right way to go through the process to be heard and to get your grievance handled. If there is anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed The assembly. So here's what he was talking about. The city of Ephesus was under the denomination uh, of the Roman Empire. The main responsibility of the local city leaders was simply to maintain peace and order. If they failed to control the people, Rome would remove the appointed officials from office. The entire town could also be put under martial law, taking away many civic. Freedoms, interesting, isn't it? So they, there was another reason why the pro council took a stand. They could all lose their city council seats. <laughs> He's and and furthermore, he was right. Everybody knows, you know, that we are the uh, idol worshipping uh, uh, city. Uh, everybody knows that we worship uh, Artemis. Uh, you know, so they were really, these craftsmen and the silversmith that started it were concerned about losing money. So point number one, I know people who have older siblings that had a rough time in school because of their siblings' behavior. The teachers would recognize the last name. I don't know if this is you. They, you know, recognize the last name uh, and associate The new child with their older sibling, the new child that's going into their classroom with their older sibling and draw a preconceived notion about them based upon the challenging behavior they had with their sibling. And the teacher would treat them accordingly. So simply put, if you had a sister or brother that was in school before you, high school, or even grade school. And then they move on to the next grade. Then you move on and you get that same teacher. They look at you like, oh, no, not another Bikes, not another Robinson. That My mate name is Robinson. Oh, man. And they just size you up based upon the way your sibling acted. And they're thinking you're going to be the same way rather than giving you the benefit of the doubt. That is what I call character assassination. You know, they're, you know, they just... Believe based upon what they've seen, not even knowing you firsthand, knowing nothing about your character, but they just base it off of what, how your sibling was. Someone judging you based upon their thoughts rather than upon facts. They may not have ever met you, but determine whether they like or accept you or not based upon someone else's opinion of you. That's what happened to Paul. Because he was making great impact in building the kingdom of God. The enemy distorted his character, making him out to be someone uh, with evil motives along with his whole team. But it was quite the opposite. The silversmith and the craftsman made up a lie against Paul because of the love of money and idol worshiping. You see how that will go? (laughs) Have you ever been accused of something that you never did or or, uh, you know, even on your job, maybe, you know, not being promoted because of what they assume, maybe because you don't have that college degree. And they look at you and say, well, you don't know how to do it because you don't have the degree when you can run circles around everybody there. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you trained everybody with the degrees to be over every, over you. <laughs> you know, it, it's really something to see how things work. Function, or, or you may have been labeled uh, in school, uh, as I was saying before, based labeled negatively based upon uh, a teacher's encounter with you or another teacher's opinion of you. That, and then they share it with other teachers, you know, and and it, and it just goes on and on. So, understanding that the enemy has uh, tr- is trying to. Um, make you look bad, trying to destroy your character. But I've got great news for you. No matter what the enemy tries to do, he cannot usurp God's authority. (laughs) You continue doing what God gave you to do. Point number two, have you ever experienced this? I would imagine every one of you have. If not, um, as you continue to serve the Lord, it will happen. It is a common tool of our enemy, Satan. He uses lies and deception to try to get us off course. If we're aware of this evil of this evil tactic beforehand, it should not surprise us when it happens. Notice how Paul handled it. Paul naturally wanted to defend himself, but the wisdom of his, his disciples and others discouraged him from doing so. It is a natural... Um, you know, inclination or, you know, just a natural part of our human nature to defend ourselves, especially when somebody's lying on you. Second, there were people against him who had no idea of why. They didn't even know why uh, they were shouting or or why they were going against him. They were just following the crowd and many people will do that. Well, I don't like you because so-and-so don't like you. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like what you don't even know me well so-and-so she got a beef with you or he's got a beef with you then so do I well you don't even know anything about me you don't even know anything about what happened for real right it could be uh, a riff or a disagreement between you and someone else and and then their crew decides and this happens all the time in the schools their crew decides well I don't like you either well you don't know anything about me <laughs> God used someone else to take a stand for what was right. You see how God will do that? He'll have somebody else stand up for you that doesn't even know you. But maybe they have uh, skin in the game too. And so when they stand up for themselves, it's going to help to also vindicate you. Continue to trust God and don't let anything or anyone keep you from completing your God-given assignment, your purpose. I'll never forget, there was this young lady at a school I was at, at a middle school I worked at on it like three days a week. I was there to help do mediations and, uh, you know, teaching conflict resolution workshops uh, with my old job. And uh, this young lady was labeled a bully. And I would talk with her one-on-one many times. And she had uh, just the nicest, kindest demeanor. But for some reason, she might have acted out you know, and get in trouble, get put in ISS and not have to talk to her. And one day she and another girl got into a fight or, or argument. I think it was a fight. And the parents had to come up to the school with them before they either could be brought back. And, and the it was the same girl that was labeled a bully. Um, and while doing this mediation, the parents were in the space, and I asked them to, you know, not say anything, let us, you know, they could sit in there, and and I would, you know, if they wanted to say something, just let me know, and we'll, you know, give them space to do that, and so as we were going through the process, and the two girls were talking back and forth, and and then finally, the mother of the young lady, who had been, uh, quote-unquote, jumped on by the other girl, she said, I know what you're going through. Something like this, she said. I know what you're dealing with, and she began to tell her story, and I was just in shock. You know, th- this mother uh, was sharing something so deeply personal. She said, "When I was coming up, and I was your age, around your age, I was I was kind of like you. I was a lot like you," and she said. Uh, I had been going through something uh, that was uh, really rough and she had been sexually molested. And uh, no one really would come to her defense. And she said uh, it was happening in her own home and how hard it was. And she said, I sense that you are going through similar. It was something like that. And the young girl that was labeled the bully, began to cry. And her mom did not speak good English, the mother to the young lady that was labeled the bully, but she was able to console her. The other mother uh, of the young lady who was harmed uh, consoled her as well. And she began to pour out her heart and share that she was right And that was why she would act out uh, from time to time. And they created that day in that space. I'll never forget it. It blessed my heart um, to see, you know, what came of this. Every mediation I've ever had the opportunity of doing, to see what comes of it at the end just amazes me every single time to see the hearts of the people. And they created this alliance. Instead of the two girls now being at odds with each other, they became friends. And uh, that mother that shared her story was able to support that young woman. And I don't know what happened afterward, but just seeing you know what took place during that process was enough for me. And it blessed my heart. And I could see that it blessed them as well. You just never know. When you really get down to um, deep down beneath the surface. They really get to know somebody. You will understand that they're not who the enemy portrays them to, to be. Not really. You know, maybe their actions. Maybe they're acting out in a certain way. That doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means possibly. That something has happened to them, and they are crying out for help. Granted, uh, it's not the right way to do it by harming others at all. And, uh, you know, I don't condone that. But it is important for us to take time to hear both sides of the story, to understand what's really going on with a person, and having mercy and grace upon them as God does for us and making sure the person that was harmed is also taken care of because if you think about it both of these girls were harmed and and so it would be a matter of getting deeper and getting them help so i was able to let the school know and they the um the counselors and other people there would have been better equipped to help them get to the next step of what kind of help she needed now you may be going through some things yourself where your character has been uh, just you know uh, assassinated or negatively attacked or whatever it may be God is saying I know who you are and I love you just like you are and trust him just like they told Paul, sometimes we just have to be still and be quiet, and God is gonna, He's gonna be your advocate, advocate, and uh, He will make sure that everything is taken care of on your behalf, and He's gonna do it in such a way that you would have never even imagined. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that's what I would encourage you to this day to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J a c k i e B like boy u y c k s Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And please join us on Sunday again, T zone Sunday, and any every Sunday uh, at Destiny Life Center, right across the street from the Chiefs Stadium, 10 a.m. Um, and check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation and human and sex trafficking awareness, along with uh, DIY projects, teaching youth how to do small household repairs. We thank you again for your support, your prayers and your donations.